Greetings! We're so pleased you've joined us for another episode about the Peters children. Before we begin, we want to congratulate last week's winner, Phoebe, from Concord, who was the first to write after she heard the hymn title, It Is Well With My Soul in the Story. There were others who also heard it, but Phoebe's was the first response we received. We encourage you to keep trying, and someday, maybe you'll hear your name announced as the winner. As you listen to this week's story, Penelope Peters Gossips, listen hard for the hymn title or the line from a hymn, and as soon as you hear it, write us at whimsywins at gmail.com. If we receive your correct answer first, we'll send you a prize. Penelope Peters Gossips The kitchen smelled of sweet syrup and bacon as the Peters family sat down to eat dinner. Sometimes, particularly when Mama Peters was tired or the week was busy, she would serve breakfast for dinner, and the children absolutely loved to feast on it. But Daddy Peters seemed less keen on those particular suppers. Penelope was in between bites when she heard Mama Peters' phone buzz on the counter. It's Millie. You okay if I take this? Mama looked at Daddy. I guess so, but try to make it quick, Daddy Peters answered. Daddy Peters did not love having the TV or phone or anything on to distract the family during dinner. Penelope loved that rule because it meant she could talk on and on and on without interruption. Before the phone had rung, she had been talking incessantly about Bethany and Charlotte, the twin sisters in her class at school. Bethany told Penelope that every single year, her parents would take her and Charlotte down to Bronzyland, the greatest and happiest amusement park on the planet. Penelope simply could not believe that the twins got to do that every year. Penelope had only been to the park once, and she was a month and a half older than the twins. It hardly seemed fair. Mama got up from the table and walked outside to the back porch, a large covered area with pink myrtle crepe trees on either side, their pink flowers brushing up against the white pillars of the porch. She left the sliding glass door open and closed the screen, sat down on the wide porch swing, and began to speak in hushed tones to Millie. Penelope wondered what in the world they were talking about and looked across at her brother Pearson, who appeared to be wondering the same thing. Before long, the meal was finished and Pearson began to clear the table. Daddy Peters announced that it was time for family worship and asked Penelope to go see if Mama Peters was finished on the phone. Penelope happily skipped to the sliding glass door, hoping to hear a tidbit of the conversation between Mama and Mrs. Ramey. As she stood quietly listening, she heard Mama remark, Oh, I know, Millie. We need to just be praying for her. She certainly seems more caught up in her own interests than her children's. I'm concerned that she's neglecting them. Even just the other day, she asked Phoebe to watch them all day, and she hardly knows Phoebe. It was even... Mama Peter's voice trailed off when she noticed Penelope standing in the doorway. Excuse me, Millie, I should get going. I think we need to do family worship. And with that, Mama Peters hung up the phone and turned to Penelope. Does Daddy want to do family worship? Mama Peters asked. Yes, but who are you talking about, Mama? Penelope asked Mama Peters, her curiosity running high. Oh, honey, that's adult business. Now let's go. Penelope slipped her arm through Mama's and together they walked into the family room. Family worship was always a sweet time together. Daddy Peters usually read a passage from the Bible and asked questions about its meaning. Both Penelope and Pearson were eager to answer the questions and had a hard time not talking over one another. 
They often knew most of the answers. In fact, sometimes family worship time had to be interrupted because Daddy Peters would have to give a long talk to the children about preferring one another in honor and letting the others speak before trying to jump in. Thankfully, that was not a problem this night as Daddy Peters read from James 4. Brothers and sisters do not slander one another. What does slander mean? Daddy Peters looked back and forth between his children who returned his inquisitive gaze. This one was a real stumper. They had no clue what it meant. Even though neither one of them knew the answer, that didn't keep them from shouting out their guesses. Pearson yelled, I think it's when you accidentally slam people's stuff on the ground because you don't care about it. He tried to look confident as he answered. Penelope nodded and said, Yeah, I think so. Daddy Peters gave a sigh and began to correct them when Mama Peters came to the rescue. Slander is when you say something false about someone else and you were intentionally trying to ruin their reputation, Mama Peters answered gently. That's exactly right. If you don't like someone and you want other people to join you in not liking someone, you might just say things to help them not like that person a lot, Daddy Peters explained further. Penelope thought about this. She couldn't really think of anyone she didn't like. In fact, she had lots of friends at school and in the neighborhood. Todd Hicks was about as close to someone she didn't like as she could think. Todd was always using potty talk, and Penelope was totally grossed out by that habit. She couldn't understand why boys were constantly sharing yucky words with each other. Pearson sometimes used potty talk too, but Mama Peters always warned him not to do that, and he usually complied. Penelope also loved to remind him too. It wasn't that she totally disliked Todd Hicks, and she certainly had no reason to slander him, but she thought that he really kind of did enough bad stuff on his own that she didn't have to add to his reputation with any fake stories. She merely preferred not to talk or think about Todd at all. Penelope was deep in these thoughts when she was interrupted by Daddy Peter's question. What about you, Penelope? Um, Penelope swiftly tried to recall what Daddy had been saying. Honey, please listen when we are talking. My question was, do you have anyone you struggle with and have you ever been tempted to slander that person? Daddy Peters was ever so patient with her. No, Daddy, I don't think so. Penelope almost shared her thoughts about Todd, but knew that Daddy would tell her to save her stories for after family worship. She wanted to tell him how Todd had called Babs Decker a poop face while they were playing on the monkey bars the other day. Babs had gotten angry and told him she was going to tell Mrs. Grable if he said it again. And Todd responded by saying, Fine! I won't call you poop face because you're a peepee head! <laughs> he had laughed uproariously and had run off. Penelope knew that while Daddy would not mind hearing this story, he would want to keep the family worship on track. So she thought the better of it and didn't share. Daddy Peters responded, Well, we must always be on guard with our mouths. We can do a lot of damage if we say things that might tear other people down. He closed their family time with prayer and told the kids to run upstairs, brush their teeth, and get into bed. The next morning, Penelope was up with the sun. It was Saturday, and she couldn't wait to go outside and maybe pile up the falling leaves and jump in them. She was also excited to swing on her new rope swing that Daddy Peters had hung from the oak tree in the backyard. And she would certainly want to play with Heather and Lisa, her neighborhood buddies. Heather lived on the court next to Penelope's house, and Lisa lived up the hill just a block away. After breakfast and cleanup, Mama Peters released the children and both went racing outside to play. Heather and Lisa were already in the front yard waiting for Penelope to come out. 
They were chatting under the maple tree when Penelope walked up to them. What are you guys talking about? Penelope asked. Oh, not much. But did you see Bethany's painting in Mrs. Grable's class yesterday? Heather asked. You mean the one with the house and the trees? Penelope replied. Yeah, it was a little bit messy, Heather said, looking at Penelope. I know. Bethany thinks she's such a good artist. I don't know why Mrs. Grable didn't make her fix it. Penelope sounded more rude than she really had intended, but it was interesting to hear what everyone thought, and she liked encouraging her friends to share real details with her. Okay, let's go play restaurant, Lisa suggested. The girls all nodded vigorously and began assigning roles. Heather was always the chef, and Penelope was a diner. Lisa was the waiter. The food was usually a handful of leaves and sticks that they pretended were spaghetti or hamburgers or ice cream. The game lasted for about an hour before Heather got called home to do chores. Now what should we do? asked Penelope, looking at Lisa whose long blonde hair was shining in the fall sun. I've got an idea. Let's swing on your swing, Lisa answered, running over to the big netted disc that hung from a rope. The giant swing could hold as many as ten children, and it was good for hours of swinging together. The girls jumped on and began using their feet to propel them into the air. I wonder how long Heather will be gone, Penelope thought aloud. I don't know, but I think she should change her clothes before she comes back. Did you see how short her dress was? I could almost see her underwear, Lisa answered as she continued to pump her legs. I totally agree, Penelope responded. Her dress was not modest at all. I like how you never wear clothes like that. You always dress modestly, Penelope added. Oh, thank you, Lisa said proudly, smoothing the skirt of her pink dress with her hands. About that time, Mama Peters called to say that it was lunchtime. She invited Lisa to stay and eat, but Lisa explained that her mom had told her she needed to be home by lunch because they were going to her grandmother's for the afternoon. She excused herself and headed off. After a delicious lunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, watermelon, and goldfish crackers, Penelope vacuumed the living room, loaded the dishwasher, and emptied all the trash cans. Every Saturday, she and Pearson had chores, but thankfully, they were easier than the chores the rest of the week. After completing her chores, she ran back outside to play. She was surprised to see Heather at her house on her front lawn, but skipped over to her. Hey, Heather, she called out, happy to play with her friend. The girls hugged each other, and Penelope noticed that Heather was still wearing the same navy blue and hunter green plaid dress she had on before. Her black undershorts peeked out of the bottom, and Penelope thought, That's weird. I wonder why Lisa said she could almost see her underwear. She has shorts on. But in a moment, she was distracted and dismissed the thought. Where'd Lisa go? Heather asked. Oh, she's going to her grandma's. We could go see if Emily wants to play, but I think she said yesterday that she has to be home helping her mom make pomegranate jelly all day, Penelope shared. Oh yeah, I remember that. It's fine. We can just play together. You want to play dolls? Lisa's not here, and she always hogs my Molly doll, so today maybe I'll play with Molly by myself. I know, she can be so selfish, but you're always so selfless because you always let her play with your Molly doll, Penelope said looking toward the playhouse where the dolls were kept. The two agreed to play dolls and ran together to the playhouse where they spent the better part of two hours. When it came time for dinner, both girls ran home. They enjoyed each other's company so much and gave each other a sweet goodbye hug as they parted ways. The warmth of the day began to ebb and the air grew crisp as Penelope raced home. She loved the fall. 
She loved the cool evenings and the crunchy leaves. She loved all of the fall clothes, too, the sweaters, the scarves, and the boots. She was lost in these thoughts as she pushed open the door to her house. The smell of stew and yeasty bread in the oven awakened her senses, and she felt the warmth of her house, and without realizing it, this smell and feeling became another beacon of fall and would lodge in her memory for the rest of her life. Penelope, come set the table, honey, Mama Peters yelled from the kitchen, interrupting her reverie. Okay, Mama. Penelope obediently walked into the kitchen, washed her hands, and began setting the table. This was a dream job. She loved folding the napkins and placing the utensils perfectly. How she loved making the table look pretty and organized, and sometimes she would add a decoration in the middle of the table. With Mama's permission, she ran outside and gathered some fallen leaves. She was careful to choose some reds and yellows and browns and even a few greens. She was in luck, too, as she spotted some beautiful chestnut-colored acorns underneath the oak tree. She carefully placed it all in the basket that Mama had given her for gathering all of the decor. She meticulously arranged the leaves in the center of the table, but not too perfectly, dropping a few acorns here and there. She wanted them to be sprinkled throughout. When she placed the last leaf, she took a step back and admired her work. Just then, Pearson came into the dining room. She realized she had missed her brother because she hadn't really played with him the whole day. Pierce, where have you been? Penelope asked. I was cleaning my room up. Ezra came over and played Legos, and Mama saw the mess and told me it had to be cleaned before dinner. It took forever, he exclaimed in an exaggerated tone. Daddy Peters walked toward the sink and washed his hands. He had been outside raking leaves and mending the fence between their house and the Leslie's house. There were boards that had fallen down and Daddy Peters did a good job screwing them back into place. But it took a long time because Mr. Leslie was always ready for a chat and he talked to Daddy Peters about anything and everything. Daddy Peters jokingly said that a half-hour job became a three-hour job when the neighbors were home. As the family sat down to pray and eat, Mama Peters fixed her gaze on Penelope and asked how her day had gone. Penelope described playing restaurant and playing dolls. She told of the chef's specials and how delicious the tortellini was. She nonchalantly mentioned Heather's short dress and Lisa's remark about her underwear. She made a comment about Lisa's selfishness with her dolls and how it was nice for Heather and her to be able to play by themselves without Lisa's selfishness. Mama Peters exchanged a look with Daddy Peters. Did you talk about Heather's dress, Penelope? asked Mama, looking a bit concerned. Not really. Lisa said it was short, and it was short, but I didn't say a lot. Penelope downplayed what she had told Lisa about Heather's dress, sensing she might be in trouble. It seems children can always sense when they're in trouble, because mothers usually stop whatever they're doing, in this case Mama Peters put her fork down, and they stare intently at their children, an inquisitive look in their eyes. Hmm, Mama Peters muttered and added, and did you also call Lisa selfish? Well, I, I mean, I don't know who said it, but she really is selfish. Penelope felt her face flush as she defended her words. Do you think the words you used were honoring to Heather about her dress? Would you have said those words in front of Heather? In spite of Mama Peter's tenderness in asking the question, Penelope knew one thing for sure. She was in trouble. She took in a deep breath and answered hastily, Well, I don't know. Maybe she should wear longer dresses. Penelope's words were spilling out fast. Penelope, would you want somebody to say that you were selfish when you weren't there to defend yourself? Mama Peters continued to press her. Penelope looked at Pearson, who was pretending to concentrate on his stew. She turned to Daddy Peters, who shared the same stern look as Mama. 
How in the world do parents know how to make the same faces at their kids? Was it from years and years of living together? Or was it something they learned in school? Was it possible they learned it at the hospital right after the baby was born? Penelope drew a picture in her mind's eye as she imagined the doctor instructing the new parents. Now, when your child does something wrong, look just like this. And then he would draw his face into a very, very long face with his eyes wide open and his eyebrows as high as they could go. Whatever it was, Penelope dared not think about it further because Mama Peters was waiting for an answer. Mama, I wasn't thinking about it. I guess I wouldn't want someone to say that about me. No, but Lisa doesn't have to be so selfish. Penelope spoke as respectfully as she knew how, tears beginning to form in her eyes. She knew Mama was about to lower the boom. Penelope, you gossiped today. You gossiped with Lisa first, and then you gossiped with Heather. There's no way around it. You spoke badly of one friend and then the other. She reached for Penelope's hand as she spoke in a measured tone. Okay, but I didn't slander. All the stuff I said was true, Penelope blurted out, still clinging to her defenses. Mama Peters looked to Daddy for help. But even as Penelope was desperately defending herself, she knew she had done wrong. Plus, she hadn't yet told her parents that she'd made a rude comment about Bethany's artwork being sloppy. Ugh! Why, oh why, did she have to say all of that? Penelope, all of the things you said may well have been true, but you know that God doesn't just have things to say about slander. God also tells us not to gossip, Daddy Peter said as he reached for his Bible and flipped it open. Yes, here it is. Proverbs 26:22 says, The words of a whisperer, which is a gossip, go down like choice morsels into the inmost parts. Nellie, people gossip because they like how it feels going in. They like hearing something kind of bad and secret about someone else. And you gossiped because you liked hearing and adding your own thoughts to what others said. It tastes so, so delicious, like ice cream with hot fudge, but it's really like sour milk going into your belly. In fact, it's as my dad used to say, it's like eating a poop cookie. You think it's going to be a yummy chocolate chocolate chip cookie, but it turns out that it's poop. You think it'll make you feel so good, but it does just the opposite. It makes you feel yucky inside. Nellie, a lot of times young ladies gossip to try to be closer to each other. You gossiped with Lisa about Heather, and then you gossiped with Heather about Lisa. You were hoping you would be the closest friend to each. That was jealousy mixed in with your gossip. Isn't it so gross? There are so many layers of sinfulness that go into gossip. Daddy Peters often called Penelope Nellie and was speaking so softly and so compassionately that it made Penelope want to cry. But before she could get a word in, Mama Peters interjected. Wow, my own heart feels pretty yucky too right now. Penelope, it isn't just young ladies who want to feel close and so they say yucky things. It's also older ladies and a temptation really for everyone. In fact, sin will try to get a hold of our hearts our entire lives. I feel convicted right now because I also gossiped. I gossiped last night with Mrs. Ramey. I didn't realize it because everything I was saying was also true. I think I wanted to feel close to Mrs. Ramey. 
and I did happen to agree with what she was saying, so I went ahead and gossiped about another lady. I have to do some confessing and repenting of my own, Penelope. It's not just you. Now we both have to repent to the Lord. And as the song says, just as I am without one plea, but that his blood was shed for me, we must rely on the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross to cover our sins and to compel us to repent and keep on repenting. Mama Peters looked both ashamed and happy at the same time. Penelope glanced at her parents and knew suddenly inside that those delicious morsels she had heard and said were gossip and sinful to God. She needed to confess her sin and repent and she knew she needed to go back to Heather and Lisa and apologize for saying things she should not have said. With the help of her parents, Penelope prayed and confessed her sin of gossip and jealousy. In a flash, she ran to Heather's house and then to Lisa's house. She did not accuse them of gossiping but focused on her own sin. But the odd part was, when she told them she had gossiped, both the girls looked sad and immediately confessed that they too had gossiped. The girls hugged and agreed to try not to gossip anymore. Penelope ran home and heard the tail end of her mother's conversation on the phone. I know, Millie, I was wrong. Please forgive me. I should not have torn her down. I should not have spoken those words. Mama Peters was humbly saying those words and Penelope silently prayed for her mom's friend. Penelope could tell by her mom's response that Mrs. Ramey agreed and also confessed her sin. When Mama Peters hung up the phone, she turned to Penelope saying, the Bible says that we should confess our sins to one another. And it seems like when one person does it, the other one is encouraged to do the same. Praise the Lord for good friends. Penelope nodded her head in agreement. Pearson walked in and looked at his mom and sister and smirking asked, Now, instead of poop cookies, can we have actual delicious morsels since it's Saturday? Mama Peters laughed and threw a pillow at Pearson and then walked into the kitchen, dished up brownies and mint chip ice cream for everyone. Pearson was right. It was Saturday night. Hi again, everyone. We here at Grandmom's Corner are excited you've dropped by. Like Mama Peters, I can only say wow after listening to Penelope Peters' gossips. Why, just three days ago, I talked about someone behind their back, too. After I gossiped, it did feel like I'd eaten a poop cookie. I felt yucky. I felt terrible inside. But I confessed my sin of gossip to the Lord and to the person with whom I gossiped. It's such a great feeling to know that God forgives my sins and he no longer remembers them. Now today, I have a special guest who has a few questions about gossip. So let's welcome Hattie, my oldest granddaughter, in for a chat. Hi Hattie, we're glad you're here. What's your first question? Hi Gamlin. Okay, my first question is, is it okay if I tell a story about someone or is that gossip? Hmm, that's a good one. You know, I think it would really depend on the story. Is it a story that might embarrass someone else? Or is it something fun that they wouldn't mind if you repeated and shared? I understand that it isn't always easy to determine what gossip is, but it's a good idea to err on the side of discretion. In other words, if you think the person about whom you're telling the story might not want you to share it, then it is better if you don't. How do I respond if someone gossips to me? 
Well, I think you might try to steer the conversation to something else. Change the subject. Or you might encourage them to go to the person about whom they're gossiping and talk to them about it. Do you have another question, sweetie? Okay, another question I have. Does it ever get easier to stop yourself from gossiping? Hmm, another tough one, Hattie. You'd think so, but I'm not so sure. All of us, as Mama Peters told Penelope, will struggle with sin trying to ruin and rule us our entire lives. That's why 1 Peter 5.8 reminds believers to be alert and aware that Satan is like a roaring lion looking for people to devour. I know that sounds funny, but it doesn't mean he's literally trying to eat us alive, but he loves it when we sin and dishonor God. So we need to be very aware of listening to gossip and then spreading rumors ourselves. Is there one verse I can remember next time I'm super tempted to gossip? Oh, that's an easy one. Thanks. Finally, Hattie. Yeah, let's go to Proverbs 11.23. It says, Whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. That's a great one to remember when we're either tempted to listen to a rumor or to gossip. So, you want to stay out of trouble, Hattie? Then practice keeping your tongue from gossip and slander. Hey, thanks for coming in, Hattie. And for your questions, even though some of them were hard. I love you, kid. Okay, thanks for your answers. I love you, Grandma. We hope we've given you something to think about the next time you're about to say something mean about someone. Rather than being mean, try to say something nice instead. And once again, we invite you to come back next week for a new story about the Peters children. Signing off for now.